This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. I am one of those blind people, Stephen Scott. Hi, how are you? Uh, and I've also got uh, Sean Priest, who is uh, also blind. Hello, how are you? Yes, I'm also one of those blind people. Hello, I'm very well, thank you. I like that. Every time we see it now, we should say blind. That's how we should do it every single time. Uh, okay. uh, Tim Schwartz, are you blind? I am blind. I don't know if I'm one of those <laughs> blind people. But uh, but I <laughs> but I am yes. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Sean. Hello, Tim. Hello, guys. Uh, do you know what? I'm a bit evented out. If I'm honest with you, it's been a bit of a busy week because we've had the uh, Samsung launch. They they have uh, unleashed a whole pile of new devices. I'll never buy. Um, and well. Google launched a new device. I'll never buy. Uh, so yeah, great week. Yeah, that's because you're hoping to be sent them as a review unit. That's why. There's some interesting stuff released there. Samsung and uh, who doesn't love the Pixel 4a? Well, most people who don't love it, People I guess. who bought the iPhone SE 2020. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and exactly. you know what? I don't know that I believe you, Stephen, when you say you're not going to buy something. Even if it is Android, there is a lesser chance. But you not <laughs> buy new tech, you've got to be kidding. I must admit, the uh, Galaxy Z Fold 2, terrible name. Uh, I think that's quite an interesting product, if I'm honest with you. I'm just saying. Um, I might be intrigued by that, but only because it's different. That's the only thing that I like about it. It's, it's different. It's just not another kind of standard, oh, here's another phone. There's something a bit unusual about this, uh, the fact that it's the folding phone. And hopefully this one won't fall apart in your hands. No guarantees. Oh, no, no, there was a there was no. We'll we'll save this to later on. We'll we'll dive into the unpacked event later on. Oh, all right, okay. It's bossy well, these days. No, I don't Take want to. You know, spoiler alert. It's not ah. okay. spoiler alert. What you think? People don't read the news around here. I mean, you know, our, our audience. No, is smart. yeah, but my opinion is very interesting. People are hanging and I waiting. Highly doubt that. Uh, yeah. But we're also going to uh, check in uh, with Sean <laughs> Priest, who has got something interesting to say. Hello. For once, on the subject of uh, high speed how to. Uh, what are you doing this week on that uh, wonderful feature that, that I gave you that idea of? Yeah, well, you, you say gave me the idea, you told me to do it. And uh, <laughs> I totally agree because it is a great new feature in iOS 14. Yes, I know we've been talking about iOS 14 a lot, but this feature is new and I think actually it's one of the best ones. Well, it's, it is an unusual one because you would think it was one of those things that was already there. That's all we'll say. You yeah, exactly. It there, I thought it was already there, but no, this is new to iOS 14. Mm, okay. Well, listen, before we get into all of that, uh, we thought we'd kick things off um, for a little bit different, something a bit different. I can't even speak this week, to be honest. I'm so evented out. Uh, but we're going to start. And also, do you know what? This story annoys me so much. Trump. I, I don't often bring up Trump Ooh, on the show. Steady. Um, but, oh, sorry, President Trump. Oof. Bit of respect. <sighs> yeah, president. Even he laughed when he was told he was president. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, he has uh, decided he is going to try and ban TikTok. Now, I want to kick this off by saying I've got absolutely no idea really what TikTok is. I know that the kids across the road who, who live across the street from me uh, are forever on TikTok and they make videos on it. And I don't really understand how it works. They seem to um, make a video to either the tune of something or to some kind of audio track. 
uh, it might be a dance track or it might be a, a, a TV show or something. And it seems to be that they kind of mimic along with it. And that seems to be the basis of TikTok, if, if I'm understanding it right. Is that is that it? We are so old. I think that's more the, the fad it. behind. Yes, I do too. I think that's more the fad behind TikTok. At its core, my, my basic understanding is that it is a video recording social media platform. So very much like recording short videos with, with other social media networks, uh, you can record, I want to say it's a, a minute or two minutes, something like that. It's not very long and it can be anything, but the fad is TikTok dances, of course. But yeah, it's, it's simply put just a, a video sharing app and you can basically share anything you like. I had absolutely no interest in TikTok um, because, well, anybody that I know that's on it, is probably under, you know, 25 years old and like my nieces and nephews or, you know, cousins. And I just don't have an interest in one minute or two minute videos. And then I saw a couple blind people tweeting and Facebooking saying, check out my TikTok. And I'm like, Oh really blind people on TikTok?" And I downloaded the app. Uh, not so much. I don't know how these blind people are doing it. They must be getting assistance because it's, it's, um, it's not good. So I'm hoping that the other side of the story actually happens because maybe it will become accessible. Well, this is um, this is a bit of an evolving story because uh, what Trump wanted to do, at least at the start of the week, was get it banned. And I, I personally think this is all uh, because of a woman called Sarah Cooper, who has been on TikTok. Uh, she's an American comedian who has been uh, basically taking comments that Trump has said, things, actual things he's said, the most recent being that he passed this cognitive test, uh, you know, person, camera, cat, door, flap, or whatever it was that he was supposed to remember the order of. And um, you just failed. You know, he, yeah, I failed it. Um, <laughs> I never set a test because I know I'll fail it. But, you know, he passed it with, with flying colours and he was going on and on about it to Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday a couple of weeks back. Um, you know, if if you ever wondered if Fox News were behind Trump, watch that interview. <laughs> They're not. They don't like him either. Uh, they are sick of him as well because there is no way a, a couple of years back they would have ran that interview in full. Um, they just let him go. I mean, you think about it. He just ranted on and on and on about this test and how Joe Biden couldn't take it and he would have failed it. Um, my favourite bit was Chris Wallace, the interviewer, actually saying, you know, I did the test and I passed it as well. And, you know, Trump just completely scrapped that notion and <laughs> moved on quickly from it. Uh, but, but, you know, th that was the beginning of the week. He was kind of talking about wanting to get rid of uh, TikTok. And I, I'm saying it's because of her, because she's been mimicking him. She's been having a lot of fun at his expense. And anything that, you know, the dear leader doesn't get, you know, in his favour will be uh, trashed and, you know, get you know get rid of it and, and, you know, no form of protest be allowed. I mean, you know, it's kind of a joke in some respects with TikTok, but, you know, for residents of Portland in America, they're not laughing at what's going on there. If you dare to protest against the government, then you're going to be flung into vans by masked, you know, government agents who nobody knows who they are. Oof, um, there's a lot going on here, you know, and um, it's, it's a bit of a frightening time. But, but here we I want to talk about TikTok. Uh, and it is the first time, probably the last time I'll ever even mention this uh, social media site. I didn't realize until this week that this uh, particular social network was owned uh, by a Chinese company. It's a Chinese social media site. And um, it came up in conversation because uh, Microsoft wanted to buy it. So um, apparently Trump and uh, Satya Nadella, the Microsoft CEO, 
had a conversation, uh, and more re- and and to bring us up to date on this. I mean, initially it was a case of you know, uh, if Microsoft buy it, then you know, we're not very happy about this. Trump wasn't happy about it at all. Um, and now they've said that uh, Trump may indeed allow this to happen, or at least is prepared to continue discussions to explore a purchase of TikTok in the US. Um, I, I don't understand this at all. I mean, I, and, and I'm, maybe I'm joking around when I say that Sarah Cooper is the reason why he wants to ban TikTok. He says it's because apparently China wants to turn all of you Americans, Tim, into communists um, through the use of the app TikTok. Um, now, we've been on it to, to have a look at it. I've seen some videos from it. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think China are trying to do anything via this app other than let children um, make fools of themselves. Uh, and if that's how you start, you know, a communist government, it seems a bit of a poor way of doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think on. if anything, China is allowing at least the, the posts that I've seen there, American teenagers, American youths, um, uh, to humiliate or embarrass me, not necessarily as much themselves, but just me watching it and listening to it going, oh boy, wow. Now, like I said, there are a couple of people that I had heard that were using it and they're using it in, in interesting ways, like just short videos to promote maybe their YouTube or promote other things that they're doing, to promote their blog, two minute, you know, how to types of, of things. And from that aspect, it's not too bad. No different than, say, Instagram or or putting up some sort of uh, post on, on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. And and that's fine. But, yeah, this is not something that I personally would, would use a lot, even if it were to be made accessible, because that's another angle of this. It's not very accessible, as I said before. Um, yeah, the fact that it's Chinese-owned uh, and operated never really occurred to me. I believe I heard, though, that their president is American, and they were trying to make that argument to say, well, we have an American president or CEO or something like that who, who runs most of the company. But the, the fact that Microsoft has stepped in to say, well, okay, you know, Mr. Trump, if you're going to ban this, which is a whole other discussion, but if you're going to attempt to ban this because it's Chinese, well, we'll just buy it and make it American, and then you can't say anything about it. The thing is, and I'm not a United States constitutional expert by any means, not a lawyer or anything or, or a professor, but a lot hang of- on, Hang on, you don't, you don't have that book next to your bed and I, read it every night I, in Braille? I do not. <laughs> I do not sleep with the Constitution or the Bill of Rights at, at my bedside. No, I do not. Um, I, I, I believe in it and disgrace. respect it, but I do not sleep with it. Um, but at least I've read some of it. I'm There's like, so much I could say. There's so like, many ways I could yes, say Yes, please that. Don't, 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 I'm not going don't to. go there. Please, right. no. Okay, but at I least I have fine. read it and have an understanding of it, unlike certain leaders do. But anyway. Um, but a there, Trump hate fest in here there today. Are, Fake news. There are, um, <laughs> but there are actual legal professionals out there, constitutional uh, you know, professors and things, who have said that, Actually, Trump doesn't have the ability in an executive order. Again, this is a whole other conversation to be had, but he doesn't actually have the authority legally to even ban tech talk. He, an executive order wouldn't do that. It, it wouldn't. It doesn't work that way. That's not how a capitalist, you know, free country works. When you have an yeah, app. He, he has no power. Yeah, no power to do this. He cannot do this. There's nothing he can do. But but now he's given them to like happen. September fifteenth or something to decide to get purchased by an American company. Or he's going to take action, right. whatever that action is. But again, yeah, uh, he doesn't have any authority. You're right. Most recent reporting from New York Times says President Trump gave the go-ahead for Microsoft to pursue an acquisition of TikTok 
in his first public comments <laughs> about the Chinese-owned video app, yeah, after he had threatened to ban it from the US entirely, which he can't do. Uh, at the White House, Trump said that TikTok would shut down on September 15th. Again, he's got no power to enforce that unless Microsoft or another company purchased it and had suggested a call in a call this weekend that the chief executive of Microsoft go ahead with the acquisition. So he can do it as long as he gets it done by September 15th. Uh, if he buys it on Amazon, maybe he'll get it in time. Um, <laughs> yeah. They tend to have faster delivery. Um, My question is Trump here, says, though, Oh, God, I'm sorry, Stephen. No, I was just going to say, Trump said, because this is the point, it's about security reasons, according to Trump. He says uh, it can't be controlled for security reasons by China, uh, adding that he did not mind if Microsoft or another very secure, very secure, uh, very American company bought it instead. Um, that's exactly how he said it. Uh, Trump said a purchase would funnel a large money amount of money in China uh, to China and argued that the US should receive money in return for letting the deal happen without explaining how that would actually work. Uh, he said a very substantial portion of that price is going to have to come into the Treasury of the United States because we're making it possible for this deal to happen. Uh, his comments indicated at least a temporary reprieve for TikTok, which has come under scrutiny in Washington for its Chinese ownership. Trump administration officials and lawmakers of both parties have argued that the app, which is known for dance videos and fun viral clips, or obviously uh, creating communist governments out of people, um, could propose a national security threat by potentially giving the Chinese government access to vast quantities of American user data. And that, of course, as we all know, is an American thing. Um, uh. We'll take your data. We're not giving it away to anyone else. It's a, um, it's, it's a ridiculous thing. Uh, the, the whole distrust of China is a separate matter. They do have large investments in some tech companies that you wouldn't necessarily think of anything to do with that. But this whole security surrounding TikTok, you know, this, this app has been monitored. It has been looked at the traffic being sent out from that. And there is nothing really suspicious, although, you know, you can't tell 100%. But what sort of data are they going to get from this? You know, this we're not talking bank details or social security numbers. Uh, all that data has been already given away in that big um, who was the credit card company they lost millions and millions of US citizens uh, details that way uh, I, I, it's just a distrust of China and whether or not that's valid or not it isn't in the, in the case of TikTok this whole security it's a bit of a bogeyman thing it's a straw man and I don't like it at all people are rightfully upset by this well, and they should be. I mean, to say, well, I'm going to ban them because, well, okay, then show where it's not private. Show where they are stealing your data, your information. Show where there's not security. Prove that then. Show me that evidence that the Chinese company behind TikTok is doing that and taking advantage of the people that are posting these dance videos and, and you know, creative, you know, videos and whatever they're, you know, whatever else they're doing on TikTok. These um, youngsters. These youngsters and, and actually you know and this is there's not many chinese faces on there that's another side to this i think some people forget you know the idea that this is a chinese company i mean you wouldn't know that because a lot of the people you see on it are americans they're, they're young they're british they're you know they're european they're not they're not i mean there, there are chinese people on it of course but a lot less so you know it's not as if this idea of infiltration is just nonsense so you can yeah, rule that out right and, off and my question about but, it but is, the problem but the problem is sorry tim but th this is the bit that gets me this is the president of the united states saying this and i know everybody says it now and there's a laugh about well but it's not funny. It's just not funny that someone, the leader of the free world, is coming out with this nonsense. 
doesn't refer to coronavirus as coronavirus, calls it the Chinese virus or the China virus, as he calls it. And that's where this all comes from. He's using this as a lever to, to put people against China. Uh, and it's, it's people are buying this stuff. That's the problem. People are buying into this logic that 5G is going to give you coronavirus or 5G is going to spy on you because it's all being run by Chinese companies. Uh, it, it's I, I am aghast at a lot of this. And I am constantly, and shouldn't be, I guess, but I am always amazed at how much garbage comes out of this guy's mouth. And, you know, people just, just buy it. They just buy into it. Uh, I, I, can people not read anymore? Can people not figure this stuff out? Can they not see past this nonsense? I like him. <laughs> <laughs> just to give a balance well, to you. Got a vote wow. there. Thanks for that. Yeah, Thanks wonderful, Sean. Well done. No, but that, was, that was real balance that, there. That yeah. was very balanced. But, no, I mean, so September 15th comes and goes. Say Microsoft does not purchase TikTok, which I think they're going to do. I think that's going to probably happen. And I think that's mm. a good thing. I don't, I don't really have a problem with them doing that. Again, like I said, maybe they'll bring some accessibility to it and younger people that are blind or visually impaired using voiceover or talk back will be able to use it more. So that might not be a bad thing. But let's say that deadline comes and goes and nobody buys it and it's still Chinese owned. So you're telling me that Trump is going to contact Apple and Android and Tim Cook's going to say, oh, you want me to remove this from the app store of Apple because you're choosing to ban it. You've written an order saying that it's banned in the United States. You want me to remove it from our app store. You really see Tim Cook saying, okay, sure, why not? Well, we'll take it from the app store because you said so, Mr. President. I don't think so. That, that's not going to happen. It can't happen. Nothing's going to happen. It's, it's an empty threat based on... Nothing. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's any way. As with a lot of the things that President Trump says, there's it's there's a nugget of truth in there because there are powers to that where any country can say and stop another foreign power from operating in their country. So there's always a way around it, whether that's be forcing the company to be owned, in this case by Microsoft, or just stopping their interest totally. So there is always a way around that. Um, now, of course, do that by September 15th is a nonsense. That's not going to happen. Um, and the whole, you know, Microsoft needs to put some of that money into the treasury. It's, it's also... That uh, itself is ludicrous. That's yeah, not exactly. Even, that but, doesn't even make sense. The government should be paid in this purchase deal because they allowed the deal to happen yeah yeah really mafiosi but look at facebook right facebook and cambridge analytica uh, so many millions uh, of users data analyzed and stolen and scraped by a uk company u.s citizens you know uh, that's fine apparently you know facebook and other apps like that social media apps they leak and sell data to an amazing degree. Well, and unlike yet, Twitter and, and TikTok, there aren't people out there making fun of Trump on Facebook or banning his advertisements like they do on Twitter. So mm. Facebook and Zuckerberg are, are safe. For now. For now. <laughs> Former FBI director James Comey once said uh, in a BBC uh, article uh, by business correspondent uh, Dear Bill Jordan, uh, that dealing with Donald Trump gave him flashbacks to my earlier career as a prosecutor against the mob. The US president has certainly made TikTok an offer it can't refuse. Uh, the article says if the video app does not break away from the Chinese owner, bite dance and sell its US operation to Microsoft, Mr. Trump will simply ban it, putting TikTok's access to 80 million active American users in jeopardy. Trump has already flexed his muscles against other Chinese firms, such as Huawei, 
But what makes this situation unprecedented is the demand for a cut of the sale price. The US Treasury has not explained how this extraordinary demand for a cut of its private transaction would work. Mr Trump reckons the government should get a big slice of the pie because, in quotes, we are making it possible. However, the deal wouldn't be happening in the first place but for his administration's claim that the likes of TikTok are feeding users' data directly to the Chinese Communist Party. Beneath uh, the president's bombast, perhaps this is simply payback for the US and its companies, some of whom claim China has stolen intellectual property from them. Perhaps Trump is just doing outwardly what some governments have been doing for years. But one thing is certain, Trump's demand for payment has muddied the waters in an already fraught situation. Um, TikTok's US operations will close down on September 15th uh, unless Microsoft or someone else is able to buy it and work out a deal, an appropriate deal, so the Treasury of the United States gets a lot of money, he said. As well as TikTok's US business, Microsoft is also in talks to buy its operations in Canada, Australia and New Zealand, countries that make up the four of the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance. The UK is also a member of the alliance and there has been speculation that TikTok could base its global headquarters in London, joining tech giants such as Google, which has a major presence in the city. ByteDance said, ByteDance is committed to being a global company in light of the current situation. ByteDance has been evaluating the possibility of establishing TikTok's headquarters outside of the US to better serve our global users. So the question is, what's going to happen? Um, and what's going to happen with Microsoft and how will Microsoft feel about this? You know, part of me wonders if Satya Nadella is sitting there thinking, I wish I had never mentioned this company. I wish I had never wanted to buy it. I think we might just do it ourselves. <laughs> Would be my take I think we should it, do a, a double tap TikTok. Maybe we could yeah. do the mashed potato or the Charleston, something more our well, era. I can say we can, because, but we only have to do one because it will be shut down Correct. on the 15th of September. So we'll be fine. Um, I, I want to ask you, Tim, because I know you you downloaded it. I think was it, you said a friend of yours was on it or, or something and you wanted to, to, to just see how good the app was. How is it from an accessibility point of view? Because that's another issue for us. Well, exactly. As, as I mentioned, it's not the most accessible. I only had any kind of an inkling of, of interest because there is a, a very popular YouTube creator, Molly Burke, who's uh, in her mid-20s mm, yeah. and, and legally blind. She's very outspoken about a lot of things. And I had seen some people talking on Twitter about some TikTok posts that she had uh, put up recently. And I'm like, oh, Molly's on 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 tiktok is it accessible and i know that she does have some assistance from her mother and some other people that help her with things that aren't accessible so i i wasn't sure until i tried it myself i had absolutely no interest in downloading it until then and i downloaded it thinking well you know, maybe it's accessible since she is herself legally blind and a lot of her audience would be as well and uh, now a lot of unlabeled, it was awful. just say it too. it was a lot of unlabeled buttons yeah, uh, trying it. to swipe between different things rubbish didn't make Bannock. a lot of sense i could see some of the titles or dates of, of some of the posts but even that was clunky to find to search for a person was not very easily done it, it's terrible uh, i was able to ah, well do you know what i was able you know to what? find Forget it let, let it close yeah, i'm with trump well i mean it's trump. Yeah, I'm with trump. i was able to find say her her profile <laughs> and i was able to find her post that she had made and, and a couple other people but it was not easy it was very difficult and it, it just was not a good experience accessibility wise so that's why i said if microsoft does purchase it Perhaps it would get some accessibility, but but otherwise, it's it's not good. And I don't know. That Inaccessible and not a good experience sounds sounds just like my wedding night. Uh, well, look, um, we're going to come back <laughs> oh, and we're going to talk about 
<laughs> Break. Can you tell she's out the house today? Um, we've, uh, we're going to talk about Samsung's unpacked event, which um, I'll be packing up soon at this rate, I think, after that comment. Um, and uh, we're also going to be checking in uh, with uh, your email inbox, or any, uh, not your email inbox, we're going to check in with my email inbox, and uh, also some of the calls we've had as well. Uh, Are you drunk? Do you know, I, I'm high on too much coffee and annoyance at Trump. I, I'll okay, tell you, there's one, there's one great thing about living in the UK mm. today, yes. and that is that um, there was a, a merger deal going on between 21st Century Fox and British Sky Broadcasting, the company that, uh, that it, it does our satellite TV here. And uh, the deal that was going was that Fox wanted to buy a larger stake, so essentially have controlling stake of, of B Sky B in the UK. Uh, and actually, I say UK, it's more UK in Europe, actually. And one of the joys of that deal was that in the process of getting the deal done, uh, 20th Century Fox said in order to observe bias uh, or un, uh, you know show unbiased nature, I guess, uh, towards its uh, customers and, and not be showing uh, content that is in any way controversial, they banned Fox News in the UK. <gasps> oh, wow. By September 15th. <laughs> I did this a couple of years ago and it was great i i actually got nights back that was <laughs> i got my evenings back we were out, I was sitting there red-faced at the television screaming um so nice an addict i know i am a bit of a news junkie right, anyway look i i know we'd kind of drifted off uh, on a topic that we wouldn't normally do on on double tab here but i just i, I feel it is an a, an important story and I'm, I'm glad we brought it up uh because these stories do matter and you know i, I think if one thing comes out of this, if one good thing comes out of any of this, and Tim, you said this in our chats before we started, you know, if Microsoft get hold of this, there's a chance it might become accessible. Yep. Um, so that's an upside, oh, right? Good. Yeah, that's that's good. We can all make silly videos if that's what you want to do, and can't see them Great. to watch them. Great. Yes. <laughs> no. All that to say, forget it. Right. Okay. Fine. Well, look. Um, why don't we move on to one of our high-speed how-tos? Uh, Sean does these every so often, nearly every week now, it seems. And um, he's been working hard on this next one. It's a great one, actually. It's a new feature that is in iOS 14. Um, it is one of those features that you would honestly think should have been there from the start. And, and maybe already has been there since the start, and we've just been unaware of it. Uh, not so much the case. Sean. Did you know you can send an audio message using Siri? Well, yes, you can. It's a new feature in iOS 14, and it's so easy to do, this is going to be one of the quickest high-speed how-tos so far. Let's go! Apple devices such as your iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch or Mac computer all come with a built-in messaging app called iMessage. Using iMessage, you can chat to other people in various ways, even those without an Apple device, if you'd even want to talk to them. Only joking, you can send text messages, video calls, and even audio messages. Now, with this new feature in iOS 14, you don't even have to open the iMessage app to send an audio message. It's easy, and here's how. How does it work? Okay, so you want to send an audio message, but... You don't want to be bothered actually picking up or touching the phone. I mean, that's so 1980s. Well, with iOS 14, we don't have to. We can just use Siri. Simply say, hey Siri, uh-huh. send Stephen Scott an audio message. Okay, recording. I'm in the studio doing a demo of audio messaging using Siri. Don't stay in that hot tub too long. 
You know you wrinkle like a prune. Thank you. Great. Send it to Stephen. Yes. Okay, it's sent. And that's it. How easy is that? Let's quickly open the iMessage app and see if the message was sent. Stephen Scott, audio message. I'm in the studio doing a demo of audio messaging using Siri. Don't stay in that hot tub too long. You know you wrinkle like a prune. Thank you. And there it is. Additional information. You can even listen to the audio message you get in reply using Siri. Just ask Siri to read new messages, and the audio message will be played. Easy. You may never have to touch your phone again. That was another very high speed how to. Good one, Sean.、Uh, yeah, I would have honestly thought you could send an audio message via Siri for ages. I know it makes total sense, right? You can have an entire conversation without touching your phone. It's great. Yeah, I love it. That's a great high-speed how to. You can find out more of、uh, those and listen to them at doubletap.online. Stick around. We've got your emails, and we'll be unpacking Samsung's latest event. That's next. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Yeah, Stephen, Sean, and Tim with you today. We're having a look at、uh, some of the news headlines from the week. We were talking about TikTok earlier. You can share your thoughts on that. What you think about that? Have you tried the app at all? Maybe you're low vision and you've been trying it.、Um, maybe you've had someone else help you do TikTok videos. Might you want to share a couple with us, or maybe share a tip with us on how we actually do them? Because I have no idea how it works.、Um, maybe I'm too old to care. And、I think I probably am, if I'm honest. But、uh, send it in anyway. We'll get Sean to do it. We'll blame him instead of chucking custard over him because that caused a lot of controversy. <laughs>、um, we'll、uh, we'll instead just throw TikTok at him.、How、I'll do、that? a dance. Yeah, I can do the nay nay, the dab dab, or whatever it is. I can do all them. No problem. Great. Well, that's fabulous. If, if we lived in the 1920s, we would be <laughs> sorted.、Uh, right. Okay. So、uh, let's unpack Samsung's latest event.、Uh, it happened this week, and、uh, Samsung launched five new devices. Actually, if you think about it, if you're being really pernickety about it,、uh, I love that word pernickety.、Um, my word of the day.、Um, well, thank you.、Uh, don't ask me to spell it though.、Uh, but yeah, Samsung launched five devices. Although in theory they launched more than that because there was a lot of devices that were like doubles. So I'm just saying, you know. Oh, that's very. Paninicky of you. Thank you. Well, I, I did、yeah. say I was going to be paninicky about it. So yes, there you and、go. you were very paninicky. Tim, what was he? Per per persnickety, I think is what he's trying to say. <laughs> pernickety, pernick, no, no, persnickety. But anyway, either way, he's nitpicking. We'll just say he's there. Picking, we go. Picking nits,、uh, which is not a good look. Let me tell you.、Um, shall we talk about Samsung's Galaxy Note Twenty? Oh, amazing! The Note Twenty and the Note Twenty Ultra, two devices there. Amazing! Why are they amazing?、Oh, I thought you were going to jump right in and tell us. <laughs> I was waiting for you to explain <laughs> it, Sean. Yes. <laughs> well, look, the Note is actually a very, very popular device.、Uh, what's the screen sizes here? I think it was six point three and six point eight for the Ultra. Doesn't seem like a huge difference to me.、Um, three cameras on the back. We got the Ultra Wide, Wide, and the. Normal is it? I suppose camera on the front. Normal. I I'm finding it really difficult to get excited about anything here. Oh really? You're not you're not jumping up and down about this? No, I'm not. I, I'm I'm honestly. 
where's the LiDAR? I would have thought maybe some sort of 3D sensor in here. Um, after the amount of work they did on the, what was it called? The Galaxy S20, I think they called it, with the amazing 140 megapixel or whatever it was, and, you know, the space zoom feature. They really did a lot of work on the camera. And on the note, I don't know. I, I'm not entirely sure who this is aimed at, you know, because we've also got, as we'll talk about later on, we've got the tab for the tablet version, or if you want a bigger screen. And to be honest, 6.3 and 6.8 isn't that big anymore. Um, well, yeah, Tim, you were saying uh, during the event when we were listening to it that uh, what the iPhone Pro Max is, what, 6.9? Six point eight, like six point nine, something like that. I don't, I don't have the number right in front of me right now, but yeah, it's something like that. So that's Apple's Max version, and and so this is kind of in line with that. And it's funny because there was a period it seemed with uh, you know say the Pixel you know three A and the four A and with the SC twenty twenty this year from Apple, we were going back to these smaller screens. I mean the Apple. Uh, SE 2020 is a 4.7, I believe, similar to the, the iPhone 7 and the 8s, you know, the, the smaller screen size. And now all of a sudden we're going back to these larger screens with uh, what the 11 Pro and Pro Max were last fall. And now here today with uh, these from Samsung. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're just trying to make sure to have something for everyone, different sizes at different price points, although these are, are quite big. But like Sean said, when you compare these to your tablets or even the Fold phone that we'll talk about in a bit, uh, Samsung seems to be all in on these larger screens. Yeah, it's a really interesting product for sure. And one thing I do like about it is it's pretty much bezel-less. Uh, you don't have that annoying notch, although you do get a dot at the top middle, which is where the camera <gasps> is. Um, Hole punch camera, isn't it? That's right. The, that's, that's what they, what they call, call it, it yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, so that's not, to be expected. Which is quite good. Yeah. But that's quite good, though, because you don't have that annoying notch. If yeah, there's going to be something there. I suppose you got to take, I mean, it's actually in the name, you know, a note. Yeah. So using a, a stylus or the S Pen, I suppose, you know, it, it is very much, you can jot down notes with it. You can, you know, the screen size, uh, Samsung's design is always amazing. Their screens are always amazing. And with a 120 hertz uh, refresh rate on the screen, the lag between, you know, actually writing something down you're not going to be waiting for the for it to catch up if you like so maybe that is a selling point but i don't know i just don't know there's that big a market for that i think the one thing i would say about uh the s pen which is interesting is um i think a lot of us just tend to think especially blind users tend to think well it's just for writing stuff and it and it is that is obviously it's one of its functions writing drawing that kind of thing uh but it does do other things with the samsung so uh you know it, it's got deep learning technology built in according to samsung uh the uh, notes 20 series s pen has significantly improved latency for more natural fluid writing um it's uh 120 hertz display that's the phone uh, enhances the experience even more uh, for lifelike precision whether you're jotting down notes in a meeting or scribbling down a grocery list uh, the built-in remote controls have also received a built-in uh, major update as well gesture control is easier than ever according to this with uh, anywhere actions five new customizable gestures that expand on the capabilities offered by Air Actions. This is where you swipe the S Pen uh, without touching the screen. You just swipe the S Pen. Uh, the new remote controls allow users to customize actions for back, home, recent app, smart select, and screen write. 
and making navigating and presenting easier no matter which app you're using. I've often said this is a device for business users, uh, but business users who want to have a bit of fun on the road as well. This is the BlackBerry on steroids. Um <laughs> You know, because that's what it is. This is a business device. I think that a lot of consumers might like this for the size of the screen. But, you know, I think most uh, consumers will probably go down the S20 route rather than this. And that was something that they really yeah. stressed a lot during the event. And this is something that Sean, I think, had actually mentioned when we were listening to it together was maybe not as much innovation, but evolution of what they were already doing, because they pushed the screen, not just the size, but the quality. They mentioned the 120 hertz many times, talking about the S Pen quite a bit. And with those gestures built in, I mean, imagine if you are somebody who can see the screen and is using it quite a bit, and you've got this pen in your hand, and then you'd have to put it down to use some other sort of gesture and then pick it back up again. That would be annoying. So it, it just makes sense that this would be something you could do with the S Pen to be able to have those gestures built in. You can just keep using it, don't have to put it down and use it, like you said, for presentations and, and things like that. So yeah, the the awesome quality of the screen, the visuals you're going to get uh, at that size with the the integration of the pen and everything else you can do. Yeah, for a for a professional, for a business type device, or you know, presenting, taking notes, things like that. Even maybe for students, you know, college students, more likely, this would be a really great device. It's expensive, but it's it's a great device for all of that. For people that are totally blind or even low vision, it's a nice device. Eh. But I don't know for that price if that's something that you're going to rush out and get. Well, I would certainly break this into two categories here. I think if you have enough vision to read, say, 18-point print or above, um, maybe you know your, your vision's at a level where you can read text, even for a short period of time, or maybe my vision was a couple of years back, then I think the Samsung devices uh, are probably the best you can get. Now, I'm talking here about the Samsung S10 Plus that I've got. Um, if my site was just a bit better, I'd be using that as my main phone. I love that phone. The wow. size of the text, the screen quality, the uh, visuals, the, the way the screen has that, almost similar to True Tone technology that the iPhone has, where you know, it's much easier on your eyes. It is such a lovely screen to look at. The text size is huge. You can make the display bigger. And I'm thinking on that 6.9-inch screen or 6.8-inch or whatever it is screen, uh, on a note, it is going to be amazing because you'll be able to really ramp up that text size and get more text on the screen uh, edge to edge. So, and, and, and the other thing that I love about it is this applies across a whole range of apps. Whereas, and I still don't understand why, but on iPhone... Uh, there are still so many apps that do not apply the larger dynamic type. Yeah, I don't understand why. I mean, I my banking app is one that I'm in and out of all the time. And on my Samsung device, when I trialed it there, you know, the text size is, is huge alongside every, everything else that's on the phone. Uh, the text size is huge across the board. Uh, even Facebook, notably Facebook, which has never really been one to be keen on using large dynamic type. They always want to keep their style across the apps. It even applies there. It applies on Twitter. It applies on a whole wide range of devices. So once you've found the text size, the quality of text you want, maybe you want it bold, maybe you want a certain type of font, that will apply across so many different apps. You don't get that with iPhone. So for someone who is looking for something, if you're struggling to read your iPhone with the vision you have, look at Samsung devices and go into the stores when we can, I guess. I mean, some stores are open. I guess you can go in and look. Uh, but, you know, if you were able to get hold of this or maybe you get one on loan from someone or your friend has a Samsung, you know, ask them to go into accessibility. Put the text size up. You know, push up larger text size. See what you think. I think you'd be amazed 
at the quality of the, the screen and amazed at the ability that that phone has. You don't get that with the Google Pixel. I mean, Google launched their Pixel 4a this week um, to, uh, you know, absolutely no fanfare whatsoever. Um, and actually a pretty good device considering the price point with $350 is going to be the entry points available end of September um, and uh, end of August, I should say. And, you know, it's going to be an amazing device. Uh, but, you know, again, you can't do these... Uh, you know, we can't get the screen to do the same on a Google Pixel, an actual Android device, um, <laughs> but you can on a Samsung. I don't understand that. So if you're low vision, I would say, look, I know the cost is, is higher. I know that. But you pay for what you get. And it is a great quality screen. And I think the Note, although maybe it might be a bit overkill for some people, and the S Pen certainly would be useless to someone who's completely blind, if you're low vision and you're able to see that screen, you might find that combination works for you. Well, and also, let's not forget, this is accessible. Exactly, you know? yeah. That's, well, well, that's right. I mean, I'm saying accessible from the, the uh, visual point of view. So exactly, you know, someone who's, yeah. who needs that uh, large print or large text. But you're right. It's got its own screen reader built in. They've built in screen reader, which is Samsung's version of uh, TalkBack, uh, yep. which is still... Uh, a little bit behind the times, if I'm honest. I think there's more that could be done with it. Um, it, it could do with some customizable gestures. And this is, again, this is the... Samsung's in, in where I would call the narrator position here when it comes to Windows. <laughs> because, you know, every other screen reader is kind of way ahead of itself and narrator's kind of now starting to pick itself up. It's the same with Samsung. It needs to get those additional features in because we're starting to look for it. You know, we, we know that iPhone has customizable gestures. We know you can do similar on Android. You know, I want yeah. to be able to do the same on my Samsung device. However, in saying that, one great thing about Samsung, and this is the only smartphone that has this option, you can have screen reader or talkback. So you get a choice of two screen readers. You don't get that with any other smartphone on the market. True. And the screen reader, which is Samsung's own screen reader, funnily enough, mm -hmm. does feel more iOS-like. So if you are switching over, maybe that's a good place to start, even though it does feel a little bit more limited then talk back. Um, you know, it's more familiar. I, I don't. I would say I don't know about you, Tim, but I, I would say that talk back is just as Apple-like as as any other. I mean, the experiences aren't that different. Talkback is pretty close now. I mean, the the updates that they've made to it uh, very recently, even this, in the last year or so, Talkback is much, much closer to, to VoiceOver. There are some gestures that are different. For example, if you're browsing the web, you know, how you jump by heading and, and things like that is a bit different, but not something that you can't overcome, not something you can't learn. And, no, no. and so it, it, it it's different, but fine you know so mm. uh, yeah I, I don't think that there's any big issue as we've all talked about if you've started with one you're probably going to stick with that one and probably not switch but if you were to switch you would be able to pick it up pretty easily if you were proficient enough on the on the one you were on it shouldn't be too difficult to pick up the other one and, and that's a great place to be with these phones knowing that you know these these new phones are coming out you know the the, the new galaxy phones and, and the other ones we'll talk about here that you know you're going to get that accessibility built in. Uh, you know, just to, to put a final point on it with the phones, I think if you are low vision, here's my kind of buying guide for you. If you're low vision and you're deciding whether you want an iPhone or an Android phone, you haven't made that decision yet, I would say look at Samsung if you're low vision for Android. If you are uh, struggling with your vision, uh, your low vision, but you would like an iPhone, then I think 11 
upwards is a great choice. I think 11 is good. Um, 11 Pro, obviously better. 12 will be coming out later this year. Uh, so, you know, those are good choices for you. If you are blind and you go down the iPhone route, SE 2020 is the answer to everything. I promise you. Uh, on the other side, on Android, I'd say Google Pixel 4a. I think it's going to be the best phone you can buy. And I think these Definitely. two phones, at their price point, and it's ironic, isn't it? If you're blind, you get the better deal because you can buy a cheaper phone and just get the same amount of power. Um, and yep. the main thing you're losing really is the screen quality, which you don't care about anyway. So, you know. Hooray for blindness. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. Something finally went our way. Hooray. Um, look, there's a lot more we could talk about. I mean, Microsoft integration, uh, lots of work being done there to bring uh, Microsoft into uh, the Samsung devices, playing your favorite games on the go. Uh, they've done a deal with a, a Microsoft Xbox uh, with the Xbox Pass, Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, where you can get games a bit like what Google's done with Stadia. Apple have done with Arcade. Um, also, uh, home movies, uh, worthy of the big screen. You can share your videos onto your TV as well um, in a similar way that you could do with uh, Apple's AirPlay. Well, that's kind of the similar. Wow, that's new. Yeah, that's that's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> so lots of features there. Um, but there are some other um, products that came out. Of course, the Galaxy Tab S7 and S7 Plus. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because, you know, ultimately it's not that far off the uh, the phone in terms of experience and same yeah. screen reader experience, magnification experience, uh, large text and all of that. The difference here, of course, you've got a keyboard, you've got a touchpad, you've got the pen, uh, you've got a kickstand on this tablet, so it makes it very Surface Pro-like or Surface Pro X. Um, and this is running Android, uh, but again, with collaboration with Windows as well. Uh, you're not going to run Windows on this. You are going to run uh, Android, uh, but at the same token, you know, you're going to get that experience that you're used to. For accessibility, if you're... Uh, I don't know many people who are going to use this who are visually impaired, and I want to speak to someone. If you are one of those people who's bought a, a Samsung Tab S5 or an S6, you know, let's hear from you. I want to know what you're using this for. Uh, because I'm I'm intrigued, uh, and and let's not forget, of course, the Samsung Galaxy Watch Three and the Galaxy Buds Live. Uh, they were announced as well. The Watch Three. One thing I really like about this watch, and we were all kind of commenting on this, is is that um, outer uh, ring that is on the watch on the clock face that you can turn that allows you to move between apps. And uh, if you've got your uh, screen reader turned on in your watch, uh, you'll be able to hear the reactions. You know, get that response. Um, how good this will be, because this doesn't run Android's Wear OS or Google's Wear OS software. It runs Tizen, Samsung's own, the same software that runs the TVs as well. So we'll be interested to hear how that works out. But um, again, you've got the accessibility built in. More clock face customization I got from the presentation. Always good. Yeah, yeah you can Is match it? the color of your screen to your shoes. Apparently, yes. nothing wrong with that, Tim. Don't mock it, Tim. I, I did I, it. I, I just stating a. All the time. I'm just stating a fact. You can color coordinate your watch with your shoes. Good, yes. as we all should. Yeah, exactly. It, it has a rotating <laughs> bezel. Um, it uh, also uh, another couple of things you can do as well um, with this. Uh, as I mentioned, you've got the the face. Um, you can customize the face as much as you like, but you've got forty different compl complications you can use or choose from to personalize your uh, face as well. Um, Gag uh, Galaxy Watch capabilities have expanded until now. Galaxy Watch 3 will offer new experiences in health and wellness monitoring, says the company. The blood oxygen feature will soon measure and track oxygen saturation over time for fitness and wellness. Yeah, uh, It will also be home to uh, the new Samsung Health Monitor app uh, once launched. 
uh, only available in Korea at the moment, but that will include blood pressure monitoring and ECG readings. Um, That's really exciting. I'm excited by the blood pressure monitoring. I don't know how they're doing it. It's not like the uh, wrist strap inflated or anything. So I haven't seen that anywhere else. That's really cool. So, yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, Obviously, a lot on fitness here as well. And if you've got one of these uh, Galaxy watches already, you'll find that the new one is 14% thinner, 8% smaller and 15% lighter combined with a larger display. (gasps) Although I can't find any data as to what the actual screen size is is um, too small probably too small to see that's for sure but <laughs> but in saying that a larger screen is good for that real estate because i have sausage fingers as do you too and yes yeah. true mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> but i really like the the bezel if that can be used to navigate around you know menus and things like the digital crown on your apple watch i actually like that it's almost a throwback to the original ipod with the scroll wheel, the click wheel, I think it was called, wasn't it? Um, yes, that's right. Yes. Sorry, am I going back too far? If no, you, no, you're ones? right. You're right. I was just thinking about that there. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. Uh, and, of course, the other thing that really makes this stand out, again, low vision helpful uh, here, is the AMOLED screens that are on these. So you Beautiful. get much brighter screens, I guess, than the, the Apple Watch. Uh, the Galaxy Buds Live, uh, not much to say really here. They're earbuds. Uh, they don't protrude from your ears. Wow. Cool. Um, they have a tipless design, or tipless design, I probably should say, um, just to get that quite right. Um, and uh, they've combined AKG's sound expertise with Samsung's legacy uh, of hardware innovation to give you the fully, a truly immersive audio experience with a 12 millimeter speaker and bass duct. The audio sounds deep and rich. This is according to Samsung. And allows mm-hmm. you to enjoy music the way the artist intended. With, well, they all say that. With three microphones and a voice pickup unit, your earbuds home in on your voice and ensure you always come through loud and clear. These also feature active noise cancellation for open type. That allows you to tune out distractions like passing cars and loud laundry machines while still be able to tune into important announcements and conversations. That's interesting, you know, differentiating sounds as well. It does have, wait for it, Bixby Voice Wake Up that allows you to navigate music, apps, and send messages hands-free and eyes-free. Galaxy Buds Live comes with long-lasting battery life as well. When fully charged, your earbuds will give you six hours of playback, five hours if you've got the AirPods Pro, bear in mind, and the charging case allows you uh, to get an additional 15 hours over multiple charges. And when you need to charge up quickly, you can get one hour of playtime with just five minutes of charging. Ah, here we go. Uh, well, uh, watch is available in 41 and 45 millimetres. Hang on, that's smaller than the Apple Watch. Um, cause 45 whole... is bigger. Is it? Is it not 46, I thought the Apple Watch was? No. 44. Is it? But it's two, isn't there? So what's the two sizes of the, the Apple The two watch? bigger ones are 42 and 44. Really? Because there's a 30, 38, I think, is the smallest. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, LTE and Bluetooth variants, of course, as well. Uh, the colours, they come in mystic bronze. This, they made a big deal of that. Oh, yes. mystic. mystic silver as well. There's also a titanium variant later in the year that will be coming out as well. And that is Samsung's big announcements um, from this uh, year. Uh, of course, all done live on stage with a fake audience, which was hilarious. And um, yeah, well, I think you, you buried the lead, Stephen. What about the non-breakable uh, uh, folding phone? Oh, yeah, that. So there you go. That is... um... (laughs) You said you wanted to get one. The Z Fold 2. Can't you tell that 
I was kidding. Of course, no. I don't want one of these. No, of but course, you do. I, I only would buy you it because it's different. Right, yeah, well, you were you were more excited. You're right. You were. I, I like the idea of this. I mean, essentially, what you've got here are two Samsung phones, and they stuck them together, and you can fold them up. That's it, basically. Well, you could say three because, you know, there's also a screen on the outside as well, a 6.3-inch screen on the outside. Who's going to use this? Let's be honest about it. Who cares? And it's really not even two phones because <laughs> the screen only folds open another, what, inch or so? Like 7.8 inches when you unfold the phone? Right, so it's not even like it doubles the size or anything. I can't work anything. that out. No, no, that is odd. Ah, yeah, look, it's too expensive, but it's bleeding edge technology. So all the movers and shakers, like myself out there, you know, the people, <laughs> the faces, I think we're called, <laughs> should have one. When you Are say you bleeding edge, them? that's when you go to close the phone, the glass breaks and cuts your hand and you start bleeding? Is that? Oh, fake news. Oh. <laughs> My ears are bleeding right now. Uh, right, let's get to some emails then uh, because uh, we're short of time. So let's uh, get to the emails. Um, hello to, uh, who's this? Graham, who's in touch with us. Sean, uh, he's talking to. He says, hi, Sean. I would recommend to anybody who wants to test Oof. iOS uh, 14 first Oof. of all, connect to the device that they're going to use onto the computer and do a backup uh, to the computer with the iTunes app. The beta of iOS 14 will do its backups in the cloud, and so your backup, which is on the computer, will be completely safe should you decide to go back to the original OS. Um, absolutely right. Yeah, sure. Correct. Yes, yes, I know. I've, I haven't heard the end of this, but you're absolutely you right. you never will. And just to mention as well that when using the Dolphin Easy Reader, once you stop listening to a book, I would recommend swiping the app off rather than just leaving it in memory because I found it tends to drain battery quite quickly, even though it's actually doing nothing. I've got up in the morning to find my phone is dead because I have accidentally left Easy Reader sitting in uh, memory. Oh, dear. Uh, Graham in Ontario there. Uh, Billy Burrell says, Hi, guys. Any chance you could do a back-to-basics demo on using a Bluetooth keyboard with an iPad or iPhone? I think this should be go to Sean, if I'm honest. This sounds like a great yeah. idea. He says, I'm surely not the only person out there who would like to be able to use one of these for the ease of typing with my Apple devices, but have no clue as to how they will work together. Until I lost my sight 11 years ago, I had virtually no experience of IT. Uh, some would say we don't either, even now. Uh, but he <laughs> says, uh, and that's me saying that, not Billy. Uh, this is due to my uh, age, says Billy, and the fact that I uh, left school long before the introduction of computers. Let's just say I'm in my Heinz year. That sounds like a UK joke to me. Um, anyway, I use Dolphin. Heinz 57. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, I use Dolphin Guide on my laptop as I have had no training with anything else and it does the job. Uh, however, there are limitations to it and I would like to learn to use a keyboard with my iPad almost as a mini laptop. I wondered therefore if you could do a quick demo on using the keyboard to navigate the internet, write a document, use apps such as email messaging and Twitter. I've tried researching it myself with no real success as all of the talk of modifier keys, command, control, etc. is a bit confusing to say the lead. Any help you can offer would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. That um, is a really good point because when is. I first got a keyboard a long time ago, a portable uh, Bluetooth keyboard for my, you know, to use with my iPhone, because I've been a Windows guy for decades, 
and I wasn't really familiar with some of the differences when it came to keystrokes using voiceover with that keyboard. Yeah, it was it was definitely a, a difference and a learning curve. And I had to go on the internet and, and really deep dive to figure out how to use certain commands and holding certain things, you know, not just, you know, the command keys and things, but even to do things to hop by, uh, you know, heading and things like that, holding different arrow keys down at the same time and all that kind of thing. So it, it was it was definitely different. So, yeah, no, I totally understand where Billy's coming from. Well, Tim's already done the deep dive there, so over to Tim. Uh, yeah, that old um, classic, eh? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Back oh, you're to the high-speed how-to guy, yeah. Um, oh, uh, yeah, that's going to be a high-speed how-to. Uh, I don't think so. Well, could do it in bits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look into it, Billy. I will say one thing, Billy. I-, I wouldn't look at the iPad. I would look at the iPhone. I think you would find that a lot better. You agree with that, Tim? Yes. Oh, absolutely. The experience using an iPhone with a Bluetooth keyboard is nothing short of magical, quite honestly, because Mm. I don't... What's the difference? Oh, huge difference. It's such a big difference. And quite honestly, it's so nice. It's so easy. I prefer just having my iPhone with the Bluetooth keyboard that I use. And yeah, I I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't need an iPad for that. There's no purpose to it. There's no reason to have the iPad if I'm using a phone with a keyboard. You're not talking about actually using it because they work the same way, don't they? No, no. Uh, do you know what? This is a conversation for next week for sure. It is, definitely. <laughs> uh, look, that is as we're out of time, guys. Thank you so much for being with us again. Thank you for your emails as well. Keep them coming. Feedback at ami.ca. Uh, Sean, how can people get in touch on phone should you want to? You can call us on one 509 4545 And don't forget to give us permission to use your voicemail on air. Okay, that's it for our show this week. Uh, we are out of time. We'll be back again next week. At the same time, catch you then. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.